Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, wherever you are when you're watching this. Uh, welcome to the uh, Boostly Spotlight series. This is the mini series on the Boostly podcast, which focuses the spotlight on businesses, products, and services that you as a host and hospitality owner uh, could help you with either reducing, uh, you know, sort of hassle, or you could increase uh, profit, or even just save yourself some time. So the whole reason we do these Boostly Spotlight series is to really draw your attention to people, services that will help you in your journey. So thank you if you're tuning in on the live. Um, if you are here, just drop a GIF in the comment section, your favorite GIF, just so we know that you're on the live with us. Also, hi to you if you're tuning in on the podcast or on the YouTube after it's been recorded. My name's Liam Carolan. I'm the co-host of the podcast. And today we are joined by Maddie Rifkin. She's the CEO and founder of a service called Mount. Now, if you haven't heard of Mount, you're going to want to tune in for the next sort of 30 minutes to really find out how it can help your business. And she's here to share as a hospitality owner, um, as you as a hospitality owner, how you can make extra income in increase increase your guest experience through these additional services. Um, she's also going to give us a sneak peek into the exciting and up and coming uh, book. She's actually a published author in the book, uh, the book Direct Blueprint, which is getting released in December. Um, and if you haven't heard, obviously, uh, then you can go to boostly.co.uk forward slash blueprint to get on the pre-order list. Or if you're listening to this after uh, it's been released, which is December 2022, uh, you'll be able to buy the book there and find out more about it. So um, Maddie's actually joined us all the way from New York on uh, the other side of the pond. And if you're tuning in on the live, make sure you're dropping a comment as to where you're watching this from, because we'd love to know. Um, so without further ado, let's dive in. Um, hi, Maddie, and welcome along. Hi, Liam. Thanks for having me on. It's exciting to, to have you here. I know we've uh, spoke before at the Shorty Awards in London uh, earlier on this year, which was fantastic to see. Didn't you? Uh, you were one of the nominees of the uh, Shorties. And yeah, yeah I was I, uh, for the Rising Star Award. Amazing. Amazing. <laughs> um, so for the people listening in who don't know what Mount is, can you explain as simply as possible what Mount is and what it does? Yes. Uh, so simply put, Mount is a new software tool for hosts, property managers, and owners to basically increase your revenue per door. So essentially, we'll take anything you own, new or old, whether it be an electric bike, a golf cart, firewood, scooter, podcast studio, I mean, the, it's limitless, uh, and we turn it into a rentable amenity for the guest. So when I say rentable amenity, it uh, gets a QR code, it gets GPS tracked, it gets insurance, and the guest shows up and uses our app to rent everything. So it's pretty much self-service. You get a check at the end of the month with all of the revenue, but the premise is let's stop calling upselling uh, early check-in and late check-out and really get back to what it actually means, which is amenities and operate similarly to a hotel. So why should a host consider Mount? So I'd say Mount is one of the only companies out there right now that really allows you to upsell these type of amenities without adding on a lot of extra work. Mm -hmm. You have a little extra work in setting it up as with all new technology, but after that, it's more of a, you become a marketer of Mount. You have to tell your guests that the amenities are there, but in terms of renting them and using them, that's the guests, that's what they do. So it's like having a rental shack on your property, essentially. Um, so I mean, a hotel right now is making upwards of 30% of their total revenue from amenities and, and upsells. And 
I would say that's not the same percentage for short-term rentals. Uh, and it definitely should be. So, I mean, right now there's about $80 million being uh, transacted in the short-term rental industry with, with upsells, but it's happening off property, whether it be at the electric bike shop, the boating company, the private chef, and that's all money being left on the table that you should be able to access. So that's really what Mount is opening up is that uh, pool of money. I love that because as, as a host myself, I uh, I look at that and I go, well, I'd love to get in on that. How, how many billion did you say? 80 million a day. 80 million a day. Wow. So yeah, that is incredible, isn't it? There's a lot of money being left on the table. And of course, all the guests that come and stay with us are arranging experiences. They're looking for things to do. And again, that can add to their experience. So um, how does it help guests? I guess we've touched on that, but how does it help guests in general? So from the guest perspective, the typical use case I use is just think back to your last vacation or trip you took and the days and months leading up to it. I mean, you probably put in countless hours and days of research trying to figure out what you should do when you're at that place. For me, it was Portugal where I was last and I was scouring TripAdvisor and Viator and even Airbnb experiences to try and figure out what I was doing. But in the back of my mind, I was like, well, is this real? Am I going to get scammed? Are they charging me double because I'm a tourist? Like, is this a tourist trap? It's just all those questions. And then I ended up asking my host anyways, because I figured they were a local. I was like, you know, what should I actually be doing? And they gave me the best recommendations possible, which is actually now how I travel. I ask my host. Um, so in that sense, the guest using Mount actually makes their life a lot easier because it'll show them exactly what they can do on property. If the host wants to put in their recommendations as well and get that referral revenue, they can do that. So I think it just makes it an easier process for everyone. And Mount really wants to become that consumer brand for the traveler where they are traveling because they know Mount is there and they'll pull out the app and see what they can start renting. Uh, if your property you're staying at doesn't have these Mount amenities and next door does, you could actually go and rent those ones, meet more of the local community. So that's, I think we're trying to make both sides of the process a lot easier. <laughs> That's cool. And like you say, from a guest perspective, just having somebody who's trusted, who can verify that that is a real service. I mean, last week we had uh, Chris uh, Mulher from IPRAC on and we we're talking about trust and certainly having a service, an additional service, which, you know, is uh, either recommended by the host or you know, like in this case, Mount has, has verified that it's a real place, then um, it just gives you so much more confidence that you can go and rent that amenity with, you know, with certainty, doesn't it? Which is cool. I guess from the host's perspective, and I know people listening into this will be thinking, well, you know, I'd love to offer all this awesome stuff, but I'm already stacked with changeovers, cleans, all this stuff. I just haven't got time to do it. So what would you say to those people? I guess the question is, what is involved for a host to, to get this set up? How much work do they need to do? Fantastic question, because we know the host, the property manager, the owner, like there's just no extra time of the day for any of this. You don't want to bring on a service, uh, call it, you know, these little shampoo bottles as an amenity and have to restock them every single time. That's a nightmare. So what we've done is tried to create uh, a self-service process where you can go on our website, click list an amenity. And we modeled the process of listing an amenity the exact same way you would list your property for rent. You uh, input what type of amenity it, it is, whether it be an electric bike, a golf cart, a scooter, and then it auto populates with what you need to set up from there. So you need to put in pricing, you need to tie it to a location. So that's, you know, how the GPS tracking works. 
And then you need to upload a few photos. From there, Mount will just verify that it's a real amenity. Uh, and then it's pretty much live. You have to order a QR code GPS tracker from us. And then basically what you need to do as a host is just a one-time setup. So you need to place the amenity in your property with a lock in that GPS tracker. And then from there, it's live on the, the platform. So you just become a marketer at that point. Once it's set up, it takes the whole process to set up is about a week because of the shipping times, but really it's maybe 10 minutes to an hour if you're not too tech savvy, which is okay. We'll help you through it. Um, from there, once you've set it up, you really just have to go in and change your pre-arrival message, update it to just say, hey, this property is powered by Mount, download this app to rent these amenities, get the recommendations. Um, and then put in a marketing poster or two, just, you know, letting the guests know that this is available to rent because that's the biggest piece is the education. Mm -hmm. um, after that, though, you're you're the marketer. You're not really doing any of the logistics because our platform was built on asset management and the asset is GPS tracked. You can see on the software platform where your amenity is going. Is it being brought back in what condition? And you'll get text alerts if something goes extremely wrong, where it's like, all right, they left the bike, they didn't bring it back. Maybe you have to go get it. That happens less than 1% of the time. So really it's not too much work after you set it up. The bulk of the work is getting it set up, uh, just like adding on any other new software platform. And then, then you're good to go. I guess that sounds good because we all know from from being hosts that you know most of the work in getting something set up like listings for instance is that first initial hurdle and then once it's set up you know the revenue starts to starts to flow so that makes complete sense and I know people listening will uh, you know look at this as as going well fair enough that doesn't sound like too much work for the um, for for the reward of of constant income so a couple of questions off the back of what you've just said there the um, most guests, I guess, m most of these assets are for your guests. Can anybody rent these amenities or is it only for your guests if it's a host setting it up? No. So, um, I mean, right now in this moment in time, they are for your guests. But where Mount wants to get to is having you be able to uh, choose your amenity as private or public. So a private amenity would be one just for your guest, most likely one that's inside the property. Uh, maybe it's firewood, a propane tank, that type of stuff or even like a bachelorette kit, those are pretty popular. Uh, but you also have the option to make your amenities public, meaning maybe it's an electric bike in your garage, a golf cart in the driveway. And if it's a public amenity, anyone with the Mount app can come and rent it. You actually have the opportunity to make a lot more money that way. Tap into really the traveler community. That's the premise of Mount. That's what we want you to do. Um, and it's quite easy to do because we, so all rentals within Mount have to start and end at your property. So even if someone is coming to rent your electric bike, they can take it wherever they want, but they can't physically end their rental until they're back on your property. They've locked it back up and kind of set it up for the next person. Uh, so in that sense, the public amenities work. It's honestly a way to compete with your neighbors if they're also doing the uh, short-term rental thing as well, where if they don't have Mount amenities and you do, you can also capture their guests you'll know exactly who they are if they rent from you and then you can flip it around and uh, market your book direct to them also. <laughs> yeah, I love that as well because I've recently read a book by Alex Harmozy called 100 Million Offers and he talks about how you can create a value stack when people can only compare things on price. So when they're comparing uh, different um, short-term rentals that they might go and stay in or different uh, hotel rooms or bed and breakfast rooms, ultimately they're comparing just on price if there's not that much different 
Um, so they will just compare on price. However, if the value stack is different, if they can clearly see, hey, at this one, I could rent a bike and we could go and take a some firewood and, and marshmallows, you know, that sort of thing, um, then they're more likely to go with it as a value proposition and pay that little bit more, which is cool just, just having that. So it sounds as though there's there's not ever so much work involved. And I guess if it is one of our guests who rent the uh, amenity, then we've got all their details anyway from a security perspective, uh, which for the majority of our listeners is going to be. What happens if there's a problem? So you mentioned if something goes wrong, which is very, very low amount of the time. Um, what What is the, the process? How would we know uh, necessarily has gone wrong? Yeah, I mean, there is, so there's a few things we've seen happen just with the amenities on our platform. Uh, one question is obviously theft. Like what happens if it's stolen? There's a few use cases for that. Um, if it's stolen while your guest is renting the amenity and it's their fault, like they are liable. Uh, so all the amenities on Mount are rented as if they were renting them from a, a rental shop. So they sign a virtual terms and conditions sheet within the app and they are liable up to the cost of the amenity when they're renting it. So if it happens to be stolen, we have their credit card information and they would be charged for that. Um, if it's stolen off of your property, in that case, you would look towards your property insurance, you know, and you would hopefully have it insured through them and get it reimbursed. Um, other than that, those are really the only two use cases in theft that happen. I mean, we get a lot of the questions about what happens if a guest leaves it and do I have to go get it? Do I have to get these things serviced with maintenance? Um, we put on a mileage tracker for all of the movable amenities, scooters, bikes, golf carts, that type of stuff. And when it hits a certain mileage, you do have to get it serviced to keep it uh, on the platform. We typically will hook you up to your local uh, bike provider so that you can give them the business. Sometimes they'll come to your property. It's pretty easy. And it really is beginning of the season, end of the season. So it's not every week. Um, and then for a golf cart, uh, same, same deal. So not too many issues. If there is something pressing, we Mount handles all of the customer service. So the guest is supposed to go through us in the app. They can chat us, call us. So we handle all of that. Um, and, you know, we've tried to make it as easy as possible for the host because we want you to offer these amenities, but not feel like you're taking on an extra business. Yeah, I mean, that sounds really cool. And I know um, certainly over here in the UK, one of the things which might stop some of us is like the liabilities around... Um, uh, we, we looked a few years ago, me as a host, looked at uh, getting kayaks and stuff like mm. that, some of the ones near the broads and that. Is there any kind of help that you'd be able to provide or any steer for hosts who are worried about, you know, the liability aspect of things? Yeah, great question. This is something I should definitely mention in my one-liner, but uh, Mount has built a custom insurance policy to cover all injury liability when you're on the platform. And really, we figured out that a lot of people don't understand this, but the gray area with insurance is when you list or offer an amenity at your property and they take it and leave because that's still your liability, but your property insurance doesn't cover that. Your property insurance covers if the amenity is on your property. But what happens if it's a kayak and they hop in the lake? You know, that, that isn't covered. And so that's what Mount built a policy to cover. So for all of these amenity rental types, uh, you know, barring any like ATVs, snowmobiles, like large boats, the, the liability is covered for injury which happens to be kind of the biggest gray area for these hosts. Um, you do have to list on the platform. And if your amenity goes live, you are covered. Um, so that's our unique way uh, of adding value for you know our, the customers we work with. 
I mean, from a host's perspective, I can only see upside here because, you know, there's very little work involved. I'm able to make an extra revenue stream. My guests are getting a better experience. And also, you know, I've got some confidence around the the liability and, um, you know, the protection of the asset itself, which is really cool. Is there any, um, how far can this go? So what kind of amenities, uh, you mentioned like firewood and propane and stuff like that. Is there is there limits to to what people can list as amenities? Right now, there isn't. So if you go and click list and amenity, it'll give you four main categories that we see a lot of people be very successful with. Uh, electric bikes, scooters, beach equipment, and then um, firewood. And then there's like an other category. So you can list your heart's content in the other. We'll reach out and let you know if you've gone too far because <laughs> we don't want your guests to feel nickel and dime. And we have enough data to be able to tell you you know, if you're a four bedroom property in this specific location, here's exactly what you should be listing. Because I think Mount is so new that most everyone comes to us with the question, I really want to do this, but what should I be offering? So we'll answer that for you and, and really kind of become the air DNA of uh, amenities and figuring out that data driven decision. Um, but yeah, I mean, people get very creative. Someone wanted to do a hookah pipe, definitely said no to that. Um, but we do have these like new type of amenities that are these clear lock boxes that we geofence, they become locked and stuff like that. You could put a lot of stuff in there. So we've had s'mores kits, uh, the firewood, propane tanks, just all that stuff that is really hard to manage mm -hmm. and really hard to tell if it's being used or not. That's really what the Mount platform helps with. That's cool. And when it comes down to like, um, I mean, firewood's got me thinking because we've got places with, you know, place where they can toast marshmallows and stuff like that. What, um, how would we know to restock? Is it, is it, do we get a notification from Mount saying that amenity has been used in that lockbox and then let our cleaning teams know? How does that work? Yeah, so you can see exactly in real time when stuff is being used. So for the firewood, um, for the propane tanks, that type of stuff, you can set it up so you get text alerts. That might be a lot of alerts for you though. So actually I would just recommend going on the platform and checking or hooking it up to your PMS. Um, and it'll tell you like, hey, this was used on November 1st at 5 p.m. That's how you know to restock it and go refill it. Um, if it hasn't been used, you know, you're still good. So uh, yeah, it does that type of stuff. That's cool. And the extent of obviously this problem, I mean, now we're talking about it, it seems like a really obvious kind of like upsell and a chance to make extra revenue. Um, how far do you think this problem extends? Do you think this is something that the hospitality industry as a whole hasn't solved yet? Do you think this is something which needs to be needs to be sorted? I, I do believe that. Actually, I think it's a, a multi-industry wide problem. Mount's premise is that if you're a piece of private property, you are having trouble upselling. And I really believe it's the fact that no one other than Mount has figured out this self-service aspect. Right now, if you want to upsell within the hotel industry, you have the concierge, you have the person behind the rental desk, and you are physically signing a sheet, you're giving them cash, you're giving them your license, like whatever it looks like, because there's been no software in the industry to enable this. I mean, we've seen it in the short-term rental industry too, where people, you know, companies are, telling them we do upselling and then you realize it's just early check-in and late checkout because that's the only thing the software enables. Um, same thing goes for actually the way offices are operating. They can maybe offer some type of amenities that's uh, like a phone booth, but offering these movable type of amenities, it just, no one's really wanted to take on asset management. I would say 
the scooter companies were kind of the first, not the first, but the ones that really nailed doing that um, self-service. But with a, with a dockless model, I don't think they went about it properly at all execution wise, but they did build the technology to make it possible. Mm -hmm. um, and then even within multifamily as well, uh, when we've seen the blend between multifamily and short-term rentals, that's where things for Mount become super appealing because you have people who are staying there long-term for a year. And then you also have the mix within there of short-term rentals and everyone is wanting these amenities. Maybe the person staying there for the year has a snowboard, has golf clubs and the short-term rental people want to rent it. So that's what Mount is making possible across all industries. I love that. And you're absolutely right. The, the opportunity is just huge because of not only the short-term rental industry, but like you say, the people mid mid-term rentals or, or medium-term rentals, as as I've spoke to a few guests about, we had uh, Sarah Weaver on here talking about mid-term rentals, and those are the people who may be staying for a period of time, but you know they can pack most of their stuff, but they'd like a bike, they just haven't got access to it, you know, or they'd like to have some of the amenities that Mount could then solve that problem. So, and as we're seeing more and more, um, you know, people traveling for work, you know, digital nomads and that side of things, the opportunity is, is just growing and growing for hosts. Um, so I think anybody listening into this will, will see the opportunity, which is, which is massive. Um, and talking about that, uh, that, that story, that's a good opportunity to segue into the book, which uh, you've got your own chapter in the book, Direct Blueprint, uh, <laughs> which is available from December. Um, I know you've got your copy there. I'm lucky enough to have seen a sneak preview of your, um, of your chapter. But before we talk about that, why did you want to be involved in the book and how did it all come about? You know, it came about in an interesting way. So when I was at the Shorties, I met Mark, uh, you know, the guy behind the brainchild behind the, the book. Um, and he, when I was in at the Shorties, they were actually celebrating the uh, publish publication of um, Hospitable Hosts. They just got all these amazing people together to tell their story. And I actually read the book. It was very, well, there we go. <laughs> that one. Um, and I saw just how the community responded to that book. And was like, how do I get involved in the next one? And I think Mark and I are on the same page where we want to push the industry's boundaries. And I think a lot of the older companies in the in the space that are doing very well have gotten stuck in their ways a little where they buy a booth at the conference, you know, they do webinars and they stick to the status quo. They're like, that's worked. Let's not change it. And I am a believer of like, let's do things and see if they work. So that was one of the reasons I wanted to do the book was because it's a kind of a new way of marketing and the Mount story is really unique. I mean, I started this journey when I was 12 years old and it's continued for the last 10, 12 years. Um, being able to tell that and just the journey of what got me here, plus being able to share like why people should be upselling and really thinking about this now, I think was also a unique opportunity. Um, but really it came down to like, what's new this book you know not a lot of people have been doing that in the space so I was like yeah let, let's do it Mark and then from there it kind of just grew <laughs> I love that I love the special mention as well because uh, Hospitable Hosts was the uh, brainchild of Jodie Sterling who is actually that now the she owns the publisher of of the book direct blueprint which is awesome and that started out as a literally just an idea to push the industry like you say and and now we're seeing uh, real people being helped off the back of that having 
Um, and Mark describes uh, yourself and the other people in there as the Avengers of hospitality, mm-hmm. the people who are really taking on the challenge of pushing hospi- uh, hospitable um, hospitality even, uh, you know, sort of boundaries to be able to give people the best experience while also not, you know, sort of uh, creating a huge, huge amount of workload, which I know hosts are, are struggling with. It's making it easier, isn't it, for, for people using awesome tech uh, such as Mount. So. Um, I love the example you gave in there of uh, when you were on the beach in Hawaii looking for a kayak. Um, as I say, I've got to sneak peek uh, a bit of your chapter there. And also, like you say, the history behind it. So is there any sneak peek that you can share with the people listening without giving away the sort of secret source to the chapter? Yes. So, I mean, a lot of people know my story by now. I, I believe that I started all of this entrepreneurship journey when I was 12. So it, it talks a little bit about that, but I think what a lot of people don't under, or I haven't told actually a lot of people is that the, or the two reasons why Mount essentially became what it is today, which is this platform that can take anything and turn it into a rentable amenity. The Me and my co-founder, Rashab Nayak, who I met in uh, college, are just massive travelers. And right when I was graduating last year, we had the unique opportunity of participating in a startup accelerator. Just so happened to be in Hawaii. And at the time I was like, well, I started this company and if all I get to do is travel to Hawaii for free for three months, like mission accomplished, that's pretty awesome right out of college. So (laughs) me and him ended up there, but it honestly just led us on this crazy journey of traveling together really understanding as a traveler, the problems, like we were only living in Hawaii for three months. So we didn't bring a lot with us. I mean, we even ended up renting a car from one of his friends for $400 a month, which is nothing when you're in Hawaii. We then realized why it was nothing because we almost died a few times in that car, but (laughs) the wheels almost popped off. It was a crazy adventure. But um, I think with the crazy experiences we had in Hawaii, it helped us really understand our customer from the traveler perspective and that we didn't have a lot we would show up to the beach with a towel that we bought from Target and we're like, all right, where can I get a beach chair? I need a kayak, like all this stuff that you would want, but you don't want to travel with. Um, so that's, I guess, a sneak peek, a long sneak peek of what you'll get in the book is like why, from a traveler perspective, Mount is needed and then how the host actually can implement that. That's amazing. And it is a really good chapter. And um I, I just enjoy it and uh, thank you so much for sharing it. I know there's a lot of people who will be excited to uh, to, to read it and also contact you off the off the back of it, as you say, is um, it's not only sharing your story, but it's a great marketing tool as well. So uh, that's amazing. Um, one thing that I have got to ask, and I know you share the reason why in the book, but why is it called Mount? What, what is the story behind that? You know, I wish I uh, had a, a good answer for this. Um, and I wish I could remember, but really Mount. So I grew up in Colorado. Like the whole reason this was started was because I wanted to build a bike lock that was attached to my bike because I forgot it everywhere. I mean, that was a 12 year old problem I had. Um, and it, the company used to be called Mount Locks. And then we dropped the locks because we don't do that anymore. Um, but I like to say that Mount is an ode to Colorado because it's like half a mountain. We basically dropped the last part of the word and call it Mount. Um, And then I think honestly, it just ended up working really well because we mount a little QR code GPS trackers to everything and, you know, make it a rentable amenity. And then our logo too, you can see on my shirt is an M. So also they look like mountains, but uh, the real logo actually comes from the confidence pose. I don't know if you're familiar with that. Uh, No. So there's like this study that shows if you stand in a Superman pose, 
like before an interview or before. Yeah, exactly. Like yeah, that. <laughs> you'll, you'll ace it or you'll, you know, you just get confidence. So I took the Superman pose, those arms, which are two triangles essentially and made them, I just flipped them vertical and that's where the M comes from. It's, hey, it's like it confidence is in our DNA. It works. It obviously works. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, uh, Maddie, you're, you're, you're very inspirational from, you know, sort of the, the journey you've been on from what's explained in the chapter. And I'm not going to take away uh, funder from from that, but that is so inspirational. And I know from meeting you in London, the the energy you've got and I know you're going to, you know, sort of uh, do amazing things and, and change this industry. I'm certainly interested in in Mount and I know many hosts listening into this on the live on YouTube and on the podcast afterwards will want to find out more. So before the end of this, we will share how uh, we can get in touch with you. But before we do, we love to do some quick fire questions as we reach towards the end of these. So these are just quick fire questions that you can be as short or as long answers as you like. But um, we just love asking some questions for fun, basically. So um, I couldn't not ask this, knowing that you're an avid traveler. What's your favorite travel destination? My current favorite would have to be Iceland. Uh in the winter or summer. <laughs> okay. And why? Uh, you know, I had the opportunity to go there uh, in March and it was just fascinating. I mean, you kind of feel like you're in a different era of the earth, I guess. I don't know. It just, there's so many different landscapes and you get to be one with nature and unplug and you drive an hour and it's completely different. So I think uh, I've always been one with nature. I grew up in Colorado, so it was nice to be able to go back to that and uh, just experience all of it from a different perspective that's definitely one on my list i know some of the uh, landscapes there looks like the arctic and other landscapes looks like mars and stuff like yeah, that exactly. so, um what is the best bit of advice you've ever received i think uh the best bit of advice i've gotten is just like failing forward and not being afraid to fail uh because it means progress so we kind of bred that into mount as well <laughs> I love that. And that's, um, do you know, it reminds me of a famous video by Denzel Washington, I think I've seen on, on YouTube. He, he always mentions that, which is awesome. Um, what is one fact about yourself that people would find surprising or not many people may already know? Oh, gosh, <laughs> I could probably give you a few. Um, one of the other reasons why Mount was started or just I had the drive to continue it when I was young was because I was actually hit by a car when I was 16 but as a pedestrian. So I crushed, or I got crushed the whole right side of my body and was in the hospital. I had a few surgeries, was in a wheelchair for a while, had to relearn to walk. So I think when you go through something like that, you know, that was like rock bottom essentially, where I had to kind of rethink what I wanted to do with life. And after that, I, you know, wasn't afraid to fail. I was like, you know, what could be worse than, you know, relearning how to do everything essentially. So that's amazing. From from yeah. great challenge comes, you know, uh, great inspiration. And and um, that should be in the book. I mean, again, that isn't in there. So that's amazing. Thank you for, for sharing that. And then lastly, uh, we usually ask one or two questions, which is either who inspires you or your favorite motto. And I know you might have already shared your favorite motto, but um, yeah. Is there any other sort of bits of advice that you'd be able to share with us or anything that has inspired you on your journey? Yeah, I mean, honestly, my life motto that I try and live by is like life is 90% confidence. And even if you don't really know what you're doing, but you're confident, you can probably get by. Uh, not fake it till you make it, but just being confident. So that's what I've tried to live by after being hit by a car, actually. Uh, and it, it's worked pretty well. So <laughs> I like that one. Yeah, I like it. I um, One of the um, sort of mentors in, in my life says, see it until you be it instead of 
fake it to make it. And I like that one more because it is a case of, like you say, that Superman pose that all ties in together with um, with that kind of bringing uh, bringing what you imagine into reality you know like this uh it's really good so what a lovely way to to end and thank you so much for today so for people who are wanting to get in touch and find out more about mount what's the best way to do so uh a few ways i mean you can go to our website which is rentmount.com uh click list and amenity and create an account then you know we'll have your information and i can email you. Uh, you could reach out on LinkedIn, very active there. Uh, it's just Madison Rifkin, I think, or Maddie Rifkin. Um, or you, yeah, those are the two best ways to get in touch with me. I mean, Instagram as well, but uh, all the socials. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you so much. I'm sure there's going to be a lot of people reaching out to you. And uh, just for one last time for everybody listening in and uh, watching on YouTube, it's the Book Direct Blueprint, which is out in December with uh Maddie's uh, chapter in and that is coming out December if you don't already uh, know about it you need to go to boostly.co.uk forward slash blueprint and you'll be able to find out more information there depending on if you're listening to this before it's released or after the release you'll still be able to see all the information in that one place so Maddie thank you so much for today and uh, yeah uh, is there any last words of uh, wisdom before we end for today? No, I mean, just thanks for having me on. It was great to kind of share the Mount story, talk about the book and uh, looking forward to next time. <laughs> looking forward to it. Thanks very much. Bye for now. Thank you so much for checking out today's podcast episode. Now, before you head and go anywhere else, before you click to the next episode, before you do that, do me one big favor and go check out boostly.co.uk forward slash trust. IPRAC are the sponsors of all of the Boostly content and the reason why I work with them and the reason why we spread the message of IPRAC is that when a host or a company is looking to get more into direct bookings, the main question they have is around trust, as in, will a guest trust that I am a true and real business? Will IPRAC take care of all of that? And they've got a special offer that is only available to Boostly people, but to do that, you need to go to Boostly, which is B-O-O-S-T-L-Y, .co.uk forward slash trust. You can find out all the information there. You can book in a demo, book in a call, and then you will get your super special offer that is only available to Boostly Peoples. Thank you again for tuning in. Do go check out iPRAC. We'll be back again very shortly with another podcast episode, but until then, we'll see you all very soon. Take care.